Today on NASCAR Dosage, we go over the news of NASCAR's wet tire test, along with going over the history of the numbers 01 through 09. Each number provides its own source of interesting stats or lack thereof. So, NASCAR's tire test, was it successful? Larson said that the car was fun, easy to spin the tires on corner exit, but easy enough to keep the car under you. Seems as though he saw some excitement when driving the car. Time will tell if we see this happen on race day, if we come across the situation. Before everyone freaks out, no, this will not happen in torrential downpours, but more of a if necessary when the track is dry enough, but still wet situations on the flatter tracks that are a mile or less. The examples given were Martinsville, where the test happened, New Hampshire, Phoenix, and Richmond. Time to start talking some history. Let's start breaking it down. The 01 made its inaugural debut at the Daytona 500 in 1962 when Billy Wade and his Ford drove the 01 to an 18th place finish. However, Paul Goldsmith later that year would finish 6th at Atlanta giving way to the first top 10 for the 01 in the sport's history. There would be many instances where the 01 seemed like a contender in a race, but no more than October 10th of 2004, where savvy veteran front row Joe Nemechek would capture the one and only victory for the 01 at Kansas Speedway, leading 41 laps. Since Nemechek's time in the 01, the number took a downhill turn. Rather quickly, with Gin Racing getting absorbed by the now deceased DEI turning into a part time car. Its last great name to fame was Mark Martin's oh so close victory in the 07 Daytona 500 and the thrilling start to the season that the then part time driver had in his later years of racing. The 01 doesn't have much else to its name, so let's look at the stats. 509 races and only one win, as mentioned, for the 01, but 13 top fives and 47 top tens to its heritage. The average finish of 23.35 doesn't seem to help out its statistical abilities or stats in general, but there are many instances where the 01 should have been better than it is on paper. Time for the O2. Banjo Matthews brought the O2 into the sport in 1962 season with a second place finish at Atlanta. Hell of a way to start the O2's time in the sport. We would see numerous drivers take their crack at the sport in this number, with names such as AJ Foyt, Donnie Allison, Daryl Waltrip, Morgan Shepard, Mark Martin, and many others. Where most people know nowadays will remember the O2 is the Penske and Gibbs days where you had the young Jeremy Mayfield, Ryan Newman, and Joey Logano's of the sport running in their respective times. Hermie Sadler also drove the 02 and the 2002 and 2003 seasons, but none more memorable than Newman's Michigan 5th and Kansas' second place runs in 2001. The last time the 02 saw the track was 2009, where David Gillen and Brandon Ash combined for four starts and route to severely low finishes. 
That's the history of the O2. Let's break down the stats. With only 304 races and no wins, the O2 has an impressive 24 top fives and 60 top tens and an average finish of 22.48. Definitely doesn't speak for the success in the limited races the number has, though. But we'll figure out how to go from there with it. It seems as though the O2 always lacked that right time for the drivers as we see some of the drivers had raised the number there were many times where the o2 could have been successful but just wasn't the right time for it the o3 has a brief history 1963 saw the debut where jc spencer ran the number at the daytona 500 in their chevrolet spencer would have seven top tens with one being a second at Hickory. However, that was finishing four laps down. The next year saw Spencer only have one start in the 03. However, the 03 had the likes of Leroy Yarbrough, Buck, and but Buddy Baker get behind the wheel that season. Later years saw David Pearson drive for six races. The last existence of the 03 on track was Butch Leitzinger piloting the 03 in the 1994 race at Watkins Glen. Sadly, finishing 31st. The 03 only has 135 races, 12 top fives, and 27 top tens. The average finish of 21.67 honestly is surprising with only having 27 top tens. The 04 is a quick one. Hershel McGriff has the most notable runs with two top fives in 1972. There isn't too much to say beyond that for the time of the 04. 136 races and 7 top 5s, 20 top 10s, and an average finish of 22.48, leaving the 04 as a sense of unknown in history, but can't truly be recognized. Now there's the 05. David Sisko is the only true name with significance to the 05, from 72 to 76, Cisco drove a total of 117 races, along with four in 1971, capturing six top fives and 24 top tens. Cisco's stats really are majority of the 05's run in the top series of the sport. Let's take a look at the rest of the numbers. With 204 total races, there are seven top fives, 45 top tens, and an average finish of 20.05. Honestly, a solid average finish for a number that has as low starts that it has. We move on to the 06. Larry Frank introduced NASCAR to the 06 way back in 1963, finishing 11th in that year's Daytona 500 along with a 4th in his qualifier race. Now probably the most impressive stat for the 06 is that it does have a win. Kelly Yarbrough at Valdosta, also known as Thunderbolt, one in 1965. From 1967 to 1975, Neil Castles competed in over 200 races in that time. From 75, the 06 just about disappeared from the scene. There was a total of 21 races post-1975. Most notably, the 06 season that saw the horrible, horrible sixth entry of Roush Fenway Racing. Then a year later, when Penske had entered third car for two races successfully actually missing six races that season so let's look at the stats 
323 races and that one win. The 06 has 46 top fives and 115 top tens to the tune of an average finish of 18.17. Actually fairly respectable. Here we go. One of the most badass numbers in NASCAR history. The 07, better known as the Jack Daniels car. Clint Boyer was the perfect choice for this car as he epitomized what it was to be American. Can y'all picture anyone better to pilot this car? <laughs> All right, okay, I'm just messing with you guys. Let's get back on track. The 07 has 181 races outside of Boyer as we'll save his run for after the rest. Len Sutton starts us off back in 1963. Not much to say beyond that for him. Notable drivers for the 07 feature Derek Cope and Randy LaJoy in the mid-80s, uh, Robbie Gordon in 94, and again in 2010, Ted Musgrave for four starts in 02, along with Dave Blaney for one full season in 05, and Casey Mears for one full season in 09. Now, Clint Boyer truly had some fun moments in the 07. He started the 2007 season on his lid for crying out loud, and then he won a damn race in New Hampshire. 2008 also saw him win again, this time at Richmond. Boyer may have given us more moments outside of the car than in it, but what a joy it was to see him in that car. So with the rundown of the 07, let's look at the stats. 289 total races, 2 wins, 20 top 5s, 70 top 10s, and an average finish of 20.32. God, Boyer had such a badass car. Honestly... The 08, not really anything worth noticing. Four top fives, 18 top tens, and an average finish of 22.11 in 111 races. Most notable drivers, Terry Labonte, Boris Said, Johnny Sauter, Joe Nemechek, and Donnie Allison. Only one time did the number run a full season with EJ Trevette, in which he had 11 top tens. The 08 honestly just doesn't have enough history in the sport. Again, only 111 races honestly is very, very low when you think of how long the sport has been going on and recognized as one whole group. The 09 is another one that has one key point. 2009, Talladega, Brad Keselowski. How can you get any more tuned in to a moment than that thrilling finish at the biggest speedway in NASCAR? However, outside of Bad Brad, there's not a lot to say. Let's let's take a look at the stats. 275 races, the one notable win, six total top fives, and only 35 top tens, with an average finish of 26.26. The 09's another one of those that just kind of disappears without anyone really knowing that brings us to the end of this episode of nascar dosage with this being an off week this past week i may record another episode going over the one or the two be ready for next week as we dive into my thoughts post martinsville and what other news may have occurred or has yet to occur in the world of nascar be sure to subscribe on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your source for podcasts. And until next time, I'll be here after the final lap.